Be Not Afraid is underwritten by Associated Ophthalmologists. Now, hear the good news and be not afraid. Good morning. Welcome to Be Not Afraid, Iowa Catholic Radio. Father PJ, good morning. Good morning, Father. Beautiful and unique day, and today the Holy Mother of the Church invites us to celebrate the Feast of the Exaltation of the Holy Cross. Let us begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, who will that your only begotten Son should undergo the cross to save the human race, grant, we pray, that we who have known his mystery on earth may merit the grace of his redemption in heaven. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's, it's a very interesting, for us in Latin America in general, I mean Central and South America, we have the celebration of the exaltation of the Holy Cross mm -hmm. in May. Mm -hmm. In May, in May. And the tradition, it's before 3 p.m., whatever day is. Before 3 p.m., you have to build your own cross. Mm -hmm. And the Holy Father or the local uh, ordinary, the bishop, bless the crosses. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of traditions uh, that derive from this day. Um, once upon a time, this day functioned a lot like Labor Day does now. It marked kind of the end of the summer and the beginning of fall. So it was tied to harvest stuff. Um, And, and so Holy Cross Day, uh, this is still commemorated in many religious orders. Um, the, 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 there, there's a fast that obtains not only – Lent's just like the intense period. So, so Western Christians have never been so wussy about fasting as they are now, right? But for most of history, they've, they've fasted a lot more and a lot harder. And starting with the Feast of the Triumph of the Cross after today, so from tomorrow on um, – There, uh, there was there was a more severe fast that would go from now until Easter, and then Lent was just the more intense period of that fast. Um, but the idea was it was it was sort of changing of seasons. Part of the reason for the changing in, in fasting bit right was because after the harvest you had to set food aside so you could make it through the winter right. So it was practical as much as as, as spiritual, um, and. Uh, this began a, a new cycle of ember days on which priests were typically ordained. Oh. And so uh, the, the Wednesday, the Friday, or the Saturday of this coming week were very often days uh, when priests were ordained. Very interesting. Also, we have an relic about the Holy Cross in our uh, cathedral, in San Ambrose Cathedral here in Des Moines. That's know? right, on the, on the uh, sort of the... the liturgical uh, south side of the of the of the church um by, by the chapel as you go down toward the where the restroom is there's a relic of the holy cross which was found right when saint helena discovered the true cross in 326 um and the and the elements were divided a portion sent to rome which is where ours would have come from a portion sent to constantinople and then the major portion of which still sits in the church of the holy sepulcher there in jerusalem could be a little bit uh, unusual to understand What is the meaning of the exaltation of the Holy Cross in this moment of, of, of the liturgical year? But if at the same time, uh, could be in Lent, could be for, for Good Friday, but sometimes it's an, a little bit uh, disassociation about it, you know? it. It feels like this is a feast that should be sometime in the spring, right? That should be Correct. attached to Correct. the Paschal cycle. But the reason it's not is because this, this is one of those feasts that is attached to a real historical event. So St. Helena, the, the mother of St. Constantine, the emperor who, who uh, helped Christianize the empire, um, made a pilgrimage. So the, the, the Council of Nicaea, which, from which we get the creed, is in 325. The next year, St. Helena, 
almost 80 years old, leads a group of pilgrims to Jerusalem, um, and uh, and uh, the emperor prior to Constantine, two emperors prior to Constantine, had um, destroyed Jerusalem again. It was a lot. It was a big mess, and built pagan temples over what had become Christian holy sites. And so there was a temple of Venus sitting on top of what is now the the shrine of the Holy Sepulchre. So she tore it down. And um, and they discovered these three deposits of of wood that were from crosses, and um, and she brought the sick to the wood to see if there was a response. Sort of early pseudoscientific uh, exercise, but it worked, and there was a miraculous healing. And so so that was identified as the true cross, and that's the reason this this was the day that that happens. So that's the reason we keep today as the feast of the true cross. In a recently meeting with my spiritual director, when we describe all the challenges that we have been enjoying as a priest, he said, take the cross and follow me. Don't forget that this is the vocation, not only for you, for each Christian around the world. The, um, the re- one of the penances I like to give most often, uh, and I think it, it really touches on this well, like wh- why would we have this feast in the opposite time of the year? Um, I tell people, make the stations of the cross, make the stations at home. But don't just, wow. sit, don't just sit in your chair and read it out of a book or on your phone. Get up and move around your house and make the stations of the cross in different places in your home. And I got this idea last Lent, two Lents ago, from um, a family. I went to visit an elderly person who was homebound. And the mother had fallen in the bathroom and uh, and and while she was lying there on the on the floor, sort of made the stations, prayed the stations of the cross, reflecting on the Lord's falling three times. Wow! But the idea is that if we can take the stations home, and if we can see, you know, um, the, I, I often tell kids, uh, pray over the the condemnation of the Lord um, in the place where you get in trouble. <laughs> um, pray over, you know, the divesting of the Lord in the bathroom or in the bedroom. Like, make the stations make sense in the course of your life in the spaces where you actually live it. And present the sorrowful experience of our Lord in our home as well. That's right. That is our So life. that we can see in our sorrows the sorrows and suffering of Jesus. Iowa Catholic Radio, be not afraid. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and the Uncommon Good provided by Mercy College of Health Sciences, where you can chart your course for more. This is Bo Bonner. And I'm Dr. Bud Marr from the Uncommon Good. Mercy College provides unparalleled clinical rotations, hands-on learning, accelerated education, and flexible schedules. Since 1899, Mercy College has been transforming students into healthcare professionals. Guided by Catholic values, our faculty put classroom theory into practice. Students are prepared for roles in service and leadership throughout their own careers. Learn more at mchs.edu. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Catholic Women Now provided in part by Permar Security, providing security solutions for homes and businesses since 1953. Permar Security is a Catholic-owned family business supplying security systems, access control systems, video surveillance, fire alarm systems, and video doorbells. All alarm systems are monitored out of their monitoring center located in the state of Iowa. Permar Security, 515-244-5660, permarsecurity.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Dowling Catholic Sports is provided in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic. With two licensed optometrists, Barbara Sheets, a Dowling graduate, and Dr. Craig Harper, the Ashworth Vision Clinic team provides complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at 60th and Ashworth in West Des Moines. 515-440-4610 or online, ashworthvision.com. 
Thank you, Dental Associates, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365. With over 40 years' experience, Dental Associates is a group dental practice with the mission of promoting optimum health and well-being to all patients, providing preventative, restorative, and cosmetic dentistry for the entire family. Message underwritten by Dr. Kenton Gleichman, Dr. Steve Carbaca, and Dr. Ben Nagel. Dental Associates, addressing your smile, needs, and dreams. Online at Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the morning is provided by Five Sons Naturescapes. Five Sons Naturescapes is a Catholic veteran-owned family company providing premium outdoor landscaping. Clean up and restore outdoor living space with retaining walls, privacy fencing, pergolas, paver sidewalks, and patios. Issues with soil settling and water around the foundation and yard? Five Sons Naturescapes can grade and install drainage tile to help. Five Sons Naturescapes online at fivesonsnaturescapes.com. Welcome back to Iowa Catholic Radio, Be Not Afraid. In the first segment, we have been enjoying the exaltation of the Holy Cross. But and a particular person joined those senses of pain and sorrow was Our Lady of Sorrows, the Blessed Virgin Mary. And this kind of connotation moving a lot our hearts because when somebody had been living close to another one that had been suffering greatly, really in a remarkable manner, moving our hearts to say, oh boy, this is real love, you know? You know, so many, uh, so many of us know the pain of, of being caretakers for uh, elderly or sick relatives, um, or caring for our spouses in old age, dementia maybe, all that kind of stuff. Um, and 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 the, the the this this double feast of the triumph of the cross and Our Lady of Sorrows really speaks to the power, the the potency of suffering, mm-hmm. um, but also to the just to the experience of suffering itself. And 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 you know Saint Helena, who is the one who discovered the true cross, she was this kind of Lady of Sorrows character with her own son Constantine, who is venerated as a saint and certainly did great things uh, for the church but who struggled himself very much uh, with cycles of sin in his own life and with how to govern as a Christian. And sometimes we make an association between physical pain, physical sorrowful, but imagine all those spiritual sorrowfuls, mental sorrowfuls, those without any explanation what happened in my life, what happened in myself, and this remarkable uh, devotion about Lady of Sorrowfuls remind us that she keep everything at her heart, all those painful experiences to see her beloved son suffering in that manner, you know? You know, the, the Latin word that winds up becoming emotion for us in English or feeling um, is passio. It's passion. Passio. And, and, and the reason for that is um, it's also where the word patient comes from, both in the sense of like the virtue of patience, but also t- like patient like at the doctor. Because a patient is, fultima- is fundamentally passive, passio, passive. So you're passive relative to the feeling. And that's the reason we have these, these uh, idioms um, in every language, right? Um, we, we lose our temper. As, as though we're not in control of it, right? And, and we fall in love 
it's a sort of memory of the fact that like even linguistically our, our emotions are not always totally within our own control. We can train our emotions so that we learn to feel the right way about the right things and the wrong way about the wrong things. But, but on our own, our passions are sort of wily and, 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 and difficult to manage. And that's important. I think, especially, um, for those of us, especially today, um, you know, there's so much anxiety and depression and frustration, especially relative to the pandemic and, and what's happened in light of all that, to see in Our Lady of Sorrows one who has suffered like us and one who stands by us in our suffering. And also we can assume that as consolation to live in, in the proper heart, those kind of painful experiences, but that deeply proximity between sorrowful and love. It's like uh, the agony, the origin and Latin root for the agony, the battle between life and death. death. It's obviously that explanation completely that we need to die to live as well, you know? That's it. You have to die if you want to live. Or as the, uh, as, as the Desert Fathers say, if you die before you die, then you won't have to die when you die. Our Lady of Sorrows uh, is, is a great tradition, and I think this speaks very well to um, our reliance on divine providence. So the, the, the great sort of apostles of our, our Lady of Sorrows are the Holy Cross Fathers, the fellows who run Notre Dame. And what's interesting about their own history is while they, they, they developed this devotion to the Holy Cross, um, the, the name is kind of an accident. The, the, <laughs> and, and, and the Holy Cross guys will talk about this. There, there's, the father, there's the fathers and brothers of the Holy Cross and of Holy Cross. And it's because there's a, the place where they were founded in France is called uh, Sacre-Cœur, or as uh, Saint-Croix, uh, the cross, the Holy Cross. And so, uh, so, so they're, 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 they're attached to a place rather than um, the devotion. But the devotion, the place rather, serves to fuel the devotion. So it'd be like being from San Francisco and having a great devotion to St. Francis. Correct. Or from Sacramento and developing a devotion it, to the Blessed it, it, Sacrament. Sacrament. And so, you know, in some ways, all of us, those of us here in Des Moines, um, we got to get some monks here because we, we, we need devotion to the monastic life because our town's named after the monks. That's the sort of move that we're after. And also, these two feasts, the Exaltation of the Holy Cross and also Our Lady of Sorrows, invite us to be in compassion to all those brothers and sisters who in this moment at the IC units from the multiple situation of pain request our prayer of intercession and receive also consolation because it, because it's not easy to be in a bed and sorrowing, you know? You know, we uh, frequently, uh, every first Friday, we have a healing mass at Christ the King. It's, it's, it's a first Friday mass. It's a mass of the Sacred Heart. But we uh, afterwards, we expose the Blessed Sacrament. And then people who need anointed or just prayed over because of various ailments will come forward. Um, and I tell the people <laughs> that are not sick, that are not being anointed, they've got the most important job in the house. Because they're kneeling before the Blessed Sacrament, interceding for those who are being ministered to more directly, um, but they're the ones doing the real work. Uh, I, I or the other priest, we're just sort of the vehicle, and, and the sick person is the, is the patient. They're the recipient. Um, and that's true across the board. Iowa Catholic Radio, be not afraid. Thank you, Big Red Q Quick Print, for underwriting the sports report. Family owned and operated since 1980, Big Red Q Quick Print is a full-service print shop, ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. BigRedQ-DesMoines.com. 
Thank you, Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, for sponsoring my show. John Lee and Eddie in the Morning on Iowa Catholic Radio. Golden Rule, servicing Des Moines for over 15 years. They obey the rules to live by, especially the Golden Rule. Online at goldenrulephc.com. Thought of the Day with Monsignor Frank Bagnano. A friend of mine is a management consultant. He helps failing companies get back on their feet. He has a favorite axiom. Your smile is your greatest asset. You and I will be involved in various situations and encounters today. What will we bring to that moment to other people? Bring your greatest asset, bring your smile. Of course, people will react differently, but most will be put at ease and find their own smile coming to the surface. Often, the smile brings a fresh light to the encounter. Your smile is your greatest asset and we all have one to give to somebody. Share that smile today. And that is today's thought of the day. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio was provided by Tuffy Tire and Auto Service, 1685 Southeast Delaware in Ankeny. Offering complete car care service from routine dealer recommendation maintenance to complete diagnostics and full-service auto repair. TuffyAnkeny.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Mary's Cleaning Care. Mary's Cleaning Care cleans everything from residential to commercial in Des Moines and surrounding areas. Mary'sCleaningCare.com. Thank you, Mary's Cleaning Care, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Welcome back to Iowa Catholic Radio. Speaking about the cross, speaking about suffering, speaking about con- conversion, this coming Sunday, Father, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 9, verses 32 37, describe a very interesting reflection for us. Jesus and his disciples left from there and began a journey through Galilee, but he did not wish anyone to know about it. He was teaching his disciples and telling them, The Son of Man is to be handed over to men, and they will kill him. And three days after his death, the Son of Man will rise. But they did not understand the saying, and they were afraid to question him. They came to Capernaum, and once inside the house, he began to ask them, What were you arguing about on the way? But they remained silent. They had been discussing among themselves on the way who was the greatest. Then he sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, If anyone wishes to be first, he shall be the last of all, the servant of all. And taking a child, he placed it in their midst, and putting his arms around it, he said to them, Whoever receives one child such as this in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives not me, but the one who sent me. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. In the first part, sometimes uh, it's a little bit tricky to listen carefully and accept this word. The Son of Man is to be handed over to men, and they will kill him. And three days after his death, the Son of Man will rise. So what happened with these kind of illnesses around the world? Not only talking about the pandemic, violence, indifference, hatred. Mm-hmm. Those kind of real evil attacks create that we need to die to something special. Mm-hmm. Pride, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very easy um, when we when we hear about evils in the world to either um, sort of m- mutter some sort of inane sympathy, oh, it's too bad what's happened in Haiti, isn't it? That kind of thing. Um, or to simply uh, grow frustrated and angry and complain about people that we deem responsible, governments or armies or 
doctors or whoever it is that we're mad at today. Um, and, and while certainly holding authorities accountable is an important part of our job, I'm not saying that. Um, but, uh, but we often fail in the most basic duty of charity towards those who are suffering, which right. is simply prayer and care. Actual prayer, like real, on your knees, saying real prayer for people who are hurting, and then care. Uh, and that care, obviously, follows the order of charity, and so that's going to look different for somebody right next to you than it is somebody halfway around the world. But uh, prayer and care are what change everything. And I, I think also, Father, sometimes the cancer, in a spiritual manner speaking, the word is completely indifference about the pain of others, about the necessity of others. Something happened in the world today, you know? A lot of us have very calloused hearts. Wow. We, we, we develop sort of a, a toughness around our feelings because we've been burned too hard or too much um, or we, we, we just we, we can't afford to kind of go there anymore. I find myself, you know, in order to get over here on Tuesday mornings, I have to drive uh, down 9th through downtown and up onto the uh, freeway. And um, I, I always pass the guys there at the end of the viaduct. And um, it's hard, right? Because I can't give stuff every time. I don't have enough resources myself. I try and smile and wave at least so that you're not being a jerk. But, um, but I don't ever want to lose the feeling of sadness that I can't help. Because even if people are scamming you, even if the people aren't legit, there's no way for you to know it. And so if the moment we lose sympathy for those in suffering, uh, the moment we've given up the ghost. So, and back to the, to the gospel, these requests, especially requests from the 12, to talking about who will be the first who will be the greatest, uh, the response from our Lord said, using a child, using a child, in other words, that be humbled to be the first before to thinking be the greatest. That's it. I remember in seminary, um, this is so stupid, we used to like fight over the last place in line. <laughs> 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 which is which is the wrong idea to derive from this gospel, right? It's not it's not about actual position, right? Um, it's it's about vying for things for the wrong reasons. It's about failing to see yourself as you really are, where you fit in the midst of a group, maybe very specifically the church. Um, uh, and 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 the question should never be how can I be best or brightest, but how can I serve most fruitfully? If anyone wishes to be first. He shall be the last of all and the servant of all. Taking a child, he placed it in the their midst and putting his arms around it. And he said to them, whoever received one child such as this in my name received me. Sometimes we are not approaching people next to us as a Jesus Christ himself. No. We have been created a lot of barriers in terms of intellectual, social, economical condition. Also, in terms of culture or race as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, the word humility comes from uh, the same word as hummus, like the dip. Correct. And the reason the dip is called that is because it looks like dirt. And the word hummus originally means dirt. I think the best translation uh, for humility in sort of Midwestern English is salt of the earth. When we say somebody's salt of the earth or earthy, we don't mean that he's always pretending like he doesn't know how to do what his job is or is, you know, simmering or simpering or hiding or something. He's just very honest about who he is and what he's doing. The farmer doesn't think he's the mayor, but <laughs> he knows how to farm. And, and that's exactly where we ought to be, too. The invitation to the nature human being as well. Approaching our ending program, 
leaving the exaltation of the Holy Cross tomorrow, living with the Blessed Virgin Mary, the sorrowful experience with our Lord. Could you please send that true blessing, Father? May the passion of the Lord Jesus and the merits and prayers of the Blessed Virgin, Our Lady of Sorrows, St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse, and all the saints, be with you in your sorrow, help you find meaning in your suffering, and bring you to everlasting life, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be not afraid, Iowa Catholic Radio. Be not afraid. Jesus is on the way to encounter you. Be not afraid is underwritten by Associated Ophthalmologists. 